On this week's episode, we're talking about a new articles post feature in Viva Engage, a new refresh of the UI in Microsoft Copilot. That sounds pretty exciting, and I I've seen it, and it's and it's actually um, really nice, smooth, and and clean. Hey, 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 save it, save it for the show. Oh, rats! And then uh, another one we're, we're going to talk about is. Uh, Viva Engage question posts is getting a, a nice refresh. We'll talk about why uh, we think that um, coming soon, along with many other messages on this week, episode 321. 321, Daniel. Let's roll. Yes, welcome everyone to the show. I, for those of you that watched or listened, oh, for those listeners last week, I am so sorry. <laughs> my, I mean, my audio was just not great. And so for this week, I have put on a wired headset. Uh, I am traveling again, but um, hopefully my sound is better. You sound uh, great, thank, mate. Oh, thank you. It's kind of like your mother saying, yeah, you're the best on the team. Um, th- no, it's so... Um, I'm so proud of you, Daniel I'm so proud. What's your middle name? <laughs> um, Champ. Uh, Daniel, no, Daniel Ch- Champ Glenn, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Those people listened to and or watched that show and they said, you know what? There's no... Um, it can only get better from here. So <laughs> I'm going to watch the next one. So thank you everyone for being here. I uh, would love for you to give this uh, this this video a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on the audio podcast side, thank you so much for listening. We see our numbers going up. We, we love it. Thank you for joining. Uh, everyone, how about sharing out this episode? Uh, go ahead and, pro- you know, you can go ahead and get it ready on all the socials and your emails and posting it in your internal organization's um, Yam, uh, oh, I said Yammer. Viva Engage community. Get it ready. You don't have to go ahead and post it. Get it ready. If we bring value, then you know, go ahead and hit it. So, um, you know, Daniel, from from um, uh, the experience I have in change management, we often create communication plans where we give a piece of text that you can copy and drop in to help promote the the cause. Feel free, people, to take the first few sentences out of this video and drop it into to the post. I have done that work for you. Mm. That is that is the prompt. You can make it your own. Wow! Listen to that. You're, uh, we do have uh, an update on the Copilot, so uh, you know, slipping in that prompt language there—that's great. Um, yeah. Awesome. How mm. about we just dive into it, Daryl? And because we have quite a few messages. Uh, and and some really good ones that I think we're going to have some really great conversation on. Uh, so if we could just jump to that first one, this one dropped kind of late last week, and we didn't see it when we were doing the show last week. Well, it was kind of like it was it snuck in, but you know we didn't see it when it snuck in. Create custom document library templates. This is MC seven one two. 146. So this one is um, a kind of a related um, feature, not kind of, very related feature to uh, creating list templates. 
So we are able to create uh, list templates for organization. These are those where you go and say new list and you can pick from um, a you know many different types of templates whether Microsoft has presented them or you can go to the tab from the organization you can see the ones for your organization. Well now we're going to be able to do it for document libraries as well. Um, so this is straight away uh, I thought about things like you know uh, when you're doing agreements and and such like that those type of documents where you want everyone to be starting off with um, the same metadata you know hey we're gonna we're gonna collect this information this way I think it's a great use case for this um, and Daryl you mentioned uh, <clears throat> video right so yeah yeah I think I think the video library would be a, a good use as well yeah. uh, we're using SharePoint now for our, our stream videos so that's great uh, and having a library just to keep it all together, it's going to be easier to reference when you need to configure a web part to point to a video, all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I think a good good use for that. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's instructions or, or at least the uh, resources down below at the bottom for you to understand how to do that. It's going to be very similar to how you do it with lists. Um, and this is rolling out targeted release. Uh, early February, so now-ish, and expect, expected to be completed by mid-February, and then standard um, will be late February through mid-March. Um, and yes, for those that may be looking on the screen or reading in their own messages, um, I, the, it says standard release, parentheses, insert environments. Um, someone forgot to remove the pre-pitted text there. So, anyway, that's a fun humorous thing, right? To to get us started it, off it with. Is. It um, is. I I can't wait to hear your take on this next one, Daryl, about the the way people ask questions and and this new update and and how it's going to make it better, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a Viva Engage update uh, for the question post type. Uh, which is definitely useful in communities for being able to, you know, uh, crowdsource and try and get some knowledge. Uh, this is update MC714521. Uh, uh, firstly, the question post type. Uh, it traditionally had been post your question, right? So choose the question type, drop your question in. Uh, if you if the question is of a certain length, it's going to look like you know bold text and of a certain size. If you keep typing and it's a long question, um, font size changes. Nice, okay. Presented differently, it's got like a little bubble with a question, and it really stands out in the community when you're asking that question. Uh, we have uh, over recent times, we now have the answers portal, which is a feature of the Viva Suite and for organizations that use the communication and communities. There. Where is it? I, I always forget these double C's, Daniel. Uh, That's why you're just supposed to say CNC and then. Move CNC on. then, okay. So the CNC, the corn chip. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Um, nice. Yeah, so those two subscriptions will, will give you the uh, the answers portal, uh, and that really uh, has become uh, quite useful for uh, a central place to go and answer and ask those questions, so that you can you know pull in your your experts. In the middle of that, there is um, 
has been changes around topics uh, that when we could add a topic to our our engage post uh, that topic uh, way of adding and relating topics to things has now moved into the the topics for viva uh, uh, experience and we can have a light version of that for organizations who aren't subscribing to viva topics or the full suite so what what is what is actually happening well it looks like we're getting two extra two fields um and uh, you know one of one of them is of course the question uh, but uh, it's kind of not quite clear what that second field is a main so it's a larger really, field a says. larger field yeah. yeah like like maybe you've got to describe your question a bit more um, well daryl like mm. With the way it currently is, you kind of have to explain in your question, and and some questions, you know, I have seen have been pretty long, mm -hmm. um, and it's like that's not really your question. Your question is the first sentence, and then you had to kind of describe what you're saying instead yeah. of maybe following up with a a you know a reply or something. Yeah, and I think maybe that's the purpose for the second field, don't you think? Indeed, I, I think so. Yeah, because it seems a bit goofy to. Ask a question, which is maybe a sentence long, then reply to yourself with a possible answer, but it's actually your further explanation on the question. Right. right. <laughs> so that's that's one change. The other change that's happening is actually something that is not just limited to question posts. We thought this was interesting that it, it was attached to that. But um, the ability to add code snippets to posts and replies in Engage. So not just questions, you can add it to uh, your regular post discussions, your replies to those discussions, but praise and polls. So I <laughs> let's go through one of these scenarios. Daniel, I like this one that you came up with. Um, what was it again? You, you post your code in as a poll, and then what were we going to ask? Well, would this work? <laughs> <laughs> and then you do like, yes, no, other but you say if other write the code or yeah. you know maybe no to write the write it the code so that it would work you know yep. this could be a way you just like crowdsource i'm joking you shouldn't do it no do that. I, no i think it's a perfect use case <laughs> um how about praise i like mm. this piece of code <laughs> right this is a great it's piece of code just inspiring. inspiring no this should go down in the annals of development as the best code ever yeah they better introduce some new stickers for that too, you know, just so that it, it feels more codified. <laughs> um, so this is this is good, like, to be able to have that anyway. Uh, we've seen success with the code snippet or the code uh, loop component and certainly helps with, um, you know, getting people in on suggesting changes to code and co-authoring stuff. And then, of course, there's that question really of, well, can't we just do this in our code tools anyway and you know, comment things and ask stuff. But it's nice to be able to, to bring in other people. So the, uh, the, we've talked enough about this, Daniel. Those are the two changes uh, that <laughs> it's um, standard release rolling out early March and completed uh, late March. There is no other, what do they call it? What was the thing in brackets in the last message? Uh, insert the, the environment. Yeah, insert yeah. environment. There are no other environments mentioned <laughs> for this message. Um <laughs> Daniel, I um, I use to do often. Uh, I quite like it, um, but there's sometimes I want to make a whole lot of changes to my messages. Have you got some good news for me? D 
do you? Is what I would ask you, but okay. Um, Microsoft 365 apps for the web. Grid view for tasks in Microsoft To Do web version and To Do inside Microsoft Outlook. I win the award for having the longest title this week. Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to be abbreviating that in the chapter marks for our video <laughs> down there, people. Yeah, MC714520. This indeed is talking about how you will be able to edit the to do tasks in grid view. And for those that have been using lists in SharePoint for. I don't know, a whole long time. When you click on edit view or grid view, you're able to um, basically go through like a a spreadsheet and make changes to uh, items, individual uh, rows, which are items. And so, yeah, I could see, you know, doing this for things like I have these tasks assigned to me, you know, that I've created these tasks or whatever. And I'm not getting to them this week, so I need to change four or five of these things. Before, you would have to do those individually. You know, changing those would be great. You know, maybe you, you're out sick and you had a bunch of stuff to do, and so you're going to move them. Uh, so, you know, I think that could be a great uh, experience for users so that they're not having to, man- you know, do one at a time, right? Which could take a while, uh, depending mm-hmm. on what you're trying to do. Especially if you're trying to shift things you know maybe you have 20 things on here and like i said you're out sick three days well now you got to shift everything three days or or whatever um maybe it's not that simple but you got to shift things going through all 20 of those is would be problematic uh so doing it in in a grid view would be great this is something you know daryl do you see yourself wanting to do this I know you said it in the kind of mm. uh, the uh, switch, switching over to me, the throw to me, but do you see yourself using this? Because you do use to do a lot. Well, I, mean, I do use to do a lot, but the columns that are available to me today, apart from the date, it's not like I'd need to bulk update um, whether it's important or not, or recurrence, because recurrence is kind of a, a complex thing. Where I think it would be useful is if we did have a column for categories or labels that we had for our tasks. That would be um, nice. Yeah. And maybe, maybe this is leaning towards also a grid view to update for a planner. But, but mm. you know, here and to-do, it's, it's where they're starting. Yeah. That's my thoughts. So this screenshot doesn't look like it's grid view, although it is selected, so uh, maybe it'll look different, but we don't know. Standard release, GCC high, GCC high. Well, I said high twice. GCC and GCC High and DOD. It'll be rolling out early February, so now-ish and expected to be completed by late February. So, let's move on to Daryl. I... One thing that has kind of bugged me a little bit about Copilot is the way responses happen. So, can we can we change that, please? Yeah, well, yes. We heard you loud and clear, Daniel. And... Just in time for uh, a certain Super Bowl commercial and uh, you know a few announcements around that, we've made some updates to Copilot. Uh, <laughs> Copilot UI uh, uh, update is rolling out. So this is MC713610. 
it is okay so you might ask me and like i ask myself which co-pilot which experience of co-pilot uh, this is referring to when you go to copilot.microsoft.com or if you're using Copilot's mobile app on either iOS or Android. And if you're in that chat experience where you're asking Copilot something, some of the, the things are changing here to clean up the UI and make it much easier, friendlier, less busy. Uh, good, because uh, I know I don't like being distracted by a whole lot of extra UI. What are we seeing? We're going to see uh, the chat will be left aligned cool uh, that when you are um, getting a response from copilot it's going to come from the top down and it's an interesting experience um, i think it suits me and my slow reading pace daniel because when it's coming down from the bottom it's not going to scroll this thing up you know and make me go hey i'm still reading that uh, it, i have to you know i can scroll and see the rest of that response uh, simplified visuals uh, the text is cleaner um, and I can see a picture of myself in the top left-hand corner to know that I am signed in and using it. Um, I mean, it, it's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Can I show it to you? Is that in focus? Kind of not really. Mm. No. You know, uh, what was the question I asked? What's the latest update to Copilot? <laughs> Certainly. Here's the latest update. Now let's see. It doesn't actually say anything about this this particular update we talked about. Right. So we need to point this towards the messages. But mm -hmm. good to see that it's it's a, it's the changes available on mobile. Daniel confirms for me that it is available in his experience of Copilot. Uh, I checked work. It's basically it's still rolling out. So if you don't see it today when you hear this message, don't worry. It's going to arrive. It's going to arrive. Uh, so there is nothing you need to do to prepare. You might want to tell people about it, that it's coming, or maybe just uh, it'll arrive and people will say, huh, that's nice. Huh. That's oh, nice, and yeah. it's, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for taking that exact prompt. Uh, I said prompt again. Um, <laughs> oh, last thing I'll say about this, it is available for um, any organization that can use Copilot. Um, and in fact, on the uh, iOS experience, uh, and Android, um, that's you know that's supporting your Microsoft account or your work account. So uh, this UI is universally changing. When is it? Uh, it starts rolling out today. So yeah, N nothing further than that. No individual environments mentions again. Um, right. So uh, after we've been so formal with that one, because I am so formal in the way that I present these these messages, yeah. I, I think we should talk a little about forms and something that a number of people will probably be quite happy to see. Did you just do a transition from formal to forms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weak. Okay. No. Microsoft Forms now supports live data sync to Excel. Yes, I am one of those people that is excited about this. Dash preview. Sorry, I, I kind of filled in the gap there on the title. MC713045. Uh, so right now, the way you know you you gather data in Forms, you have people fill in you know the survey, whatever, and uh, when you want to see the results, you can go to the results and, and see those results, but then you can click the Excel button and, and you know, get that document um, with with all the results, and then you can manipulate it and create graphs and all that kind of stuff. Well, what this is going to do 
is allow you to create that Excel workbook that is um, the responses page, right? And uh, take that, uh, save it into your OneDrive. Uh, or, and once it's saved in OneDrive, it's connected to this form, then whenever new ones are updated in responses to the form, it'll be updated in the Excel workbook. I, I, this is slick. Now, we're not able to demonstrate the, you know, this functionality. It's still rolling out. Uh, and there's quite a few notes here. You know, you definitely should take a look at, you know, you know, how's this going to work and, and will it work for you? But the biggest thing for me that I have struggled with is when you go into the form and get this extract into Excel and you're manipulating it, but, you know, creating a chart or whatever, but then, okay, well, there's five more responses. What do I do? Do I do all that again or do I just copy paste that stuff into the Excel workbook I already have? I mean, you know, all of these kind of things that I think this will solve, right? This will help us uh, update that data live. Uh, whenever we can get live data and be able to report off of it and, and all that, I, I think that's, you know, a, a great um, feature, you know, for this. So, um, but definitely check out the notes. You know, you're going to need edit permissions on the form, on the form or quiz. Um, so you got to make sure you do that, um, you know, etc. But definitely check out um, the all the particulars here of how it's going to go. There is a um, interesting kind of twist here. I, I don't know. It's preview. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know how to tell you to get it. <laughs> because <laughs> in that section here about when this will happen, it's a standard release with preview label. What preview label? And maybe Daryl can help us, or maybe he's just as lost as I am on this. I don't know how to get this preview. Like, is this a preview you, you opt into? There's no mm. um, no description of that in this message. There's no, hey, here's how you opt in or whatever. I don't know what it means by, you know, when it says standard release with preview label. I don't know what that means. Um, My thoughts on that? I think it's one of those features that will just turn up with a label. You know, sometimes we have software mm. that is in preview for months, years, <laughs> still <laughs> yeah. has the preview label. Yeah, uh, It's going to be something like that. I don't think it's something we necessarily have to opt into because it's something you request on demand. You know, you open yeah. that up and say, open this in Excel. Uh, yeah. Do I want to synchronize it or not? Over to you. You know, it's yeah. it's there. It's synchronized. If you want an offline copy, then, you know, cool. save as. So the other thing that's in here when this will happen is the second paragraph, which is one sentence, I think is it should be deleted. It's it's a repeat of the first sentence of the first paragraph, which is standard release with preview label. We began rolling out late January and expect it to be completed by early March. Uh, they're also saying that during this preview stage, they will make changes, which, you know, that's what preview is for based upon feedback and making it better and hopefully that it will be you know a non-preview it'll be a you know a regular part of the product in three to six months so uh i'm i am excited about anytime we can do and i actually think this is going to open up um a bit of um uh, how do you say uh solutions 
right for people to use this for more than it has been because it will be able to you know see live data in that Excel workbook so I'm excited about it um, what I'm not excited about Daryl is when Microsoft takes away features so um, you know we have to cover it we have to tell the people we when do. Microsoft's going to take stuff away so tell the people Daryl, tell the people. Well, I will. I will. Uh, you know, sometimes things are removed uh, because the telemetry says that we're not using them much. And then we hear about it. We're like, hey, come on now. No, that was really useful. Uh, <laughs> I guess vote with your clicks, people. Use this thing if you think it's great. Uh, what's this one, though? This one's uh, Viva Insights Changes to Suggested Tasks, MC. 713042 a suggested task when Viva Insights uh, is you know going to pick up on things that certain language that it might have used in an email conversation or a, a, a team's conversation you, you you committed to doing something for this person you, you said I'll get back to you by Tuesday or I'll send you the file or I'll, I'll do something like that and Insights has suggested to us um, these tasks, has done it in a few ways. It's sometimes uh, suggested it in line uh, where, uh, you know, you might be using uh, email. And I think I've seen this on my phone occasionally too, uh, where it will make that suggestion um, and then I can follow through with it. Uh, or if you're deliberately opening up, the Viva Insights, and there's a section which shows you things that are suggested tasks. So, um, Daniel introduced this message to say something's going to be removed. Suggested tasks is going to be retired. Uh, so you won't find it in the Teams app, you won't find it in the Outlook plugin, and you won't get those inline nudges in Outlook either. Our feeling, and I'm going to ask Daniel about this, is... Why did did we did we not telemetrize things again? And this was a good feature. This was probably one of the more useful uh, suggestions to come out of Insights. Nice to say, hey, you should take a holiday, or um, hey, your 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 day's finishing up soon. You might 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 want to get into a nice headspace and a virtual commute. But to remind me that I I said something in a in a message or a conversation. I find that really useful. I I do too. I find it very useful whenever those I see those suggestions. Um, and hey, what about this? You know, you you said, you know, if you're using plain language of I will get back to you on this, you know, having the system be able to say, wait, you committed something. You know, make sure you create a task for this. I think it's a great feature. And I have used it. You, you said at the beginning about telemetry. And for those that might not know what that word means, it is Microsoft looking at basically the activities that are going behind the scenes and saying, are people, for instance, in this case, creating a task based upon the guidance? And either you know people are not actually doing it, not creating a task, Maybe they're creating a task, but not online. Maybe they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did say that. And they pick up the phone and call. Or do people still call? Um, <laughs> or they send a text. Or they go into Teams and, and start typing the chat. Whatever. 
Well, that's not telemetry that's captured if yeah. you do it outside of the that you know, arena. So is it people are just not using it maybe, or is it maybe that it was, uh, you know, they're making way for another feature, or they um, are removing it for real estate concerns? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know, but I don't I don't like this one because. Um, some might say, well, you know, maybe Copilot can do this or whatever. Copilot, you know, it is a service that says, come to me and I will tell you stuff, right? So you have to go to Copilot and say, I want this or tell me this. You know, this whole suggested task thing is you forgot or maybe, you know, the system thinks you forgot. You know, you're not going to, if it's something you forgot, you're not going to remember it to ask Copilot, did you remember? Anyway, you know mm, what I mean. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I follow you with that. Yeah, I, I feel the same. Um, I, I like how you um, also talked about how a suggested task might appear in these different places, and we might not take the designed action that is measured. I clicked on something to turn it into a task, but I still found it useful because what I did was I did pick up the phone, I did go and do that thing, and then I jumped back into that conversation and replied and said, here you go, there's, there's the thing I was said I was going to send to you or the document I was going to, to work on for you. Um, and you can't yeah. measure that. I don't know that, yeah, I don't know how you would capture that telemetry to, to say, yeah, people are doing this. But mm. you can't just say, well, they didn't click to create a task, so therefore they this was not useful. Uh, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but if it is, then... I don't think it's a good way of, of capturing and deciding on things you should get rid of. Yeah. So we think this one should stick around as a feature, uh, if if not be surfed somewhere else where we're going to see these suggestions. Like the Microsoft 365 feed. We see similar kinds of suggestions popping up here too. No mention of it being removed from there. So maybe that's where we're supposed to bump into the suggestions now. I start or, my day in the M365 feed. Or maybe they just forgot to list it. Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so that is uh, that change is beginning late February, wherever wherever it's sold. <laughs> uh, let's, let's finish on this. This super interesting one, Daniel, around um, Engage and articles. So what is that? Tell us about it. Viva Engage. New articles feature MC seven one two one four nine. They a new uh, post type basically in Engage will be articles, and this is a um, targeted at those. Well, it's available. I will say for Viva Suite licensed users and CNC license communications and communities license. To See, that's not fair. You had the words there to remind you what it was in your message. I didn't, so come on. Or maybe maybe it's just that I know the answer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so this is a new way, uh, a new post type. It is, it's very, uh, and Daryl, you said something that is, I think is stri- kind of right on, is that it is very like news article in a SharePoint post-esque, right? Being able to 
uh, have text, have images, long form, so you can make, you know, really long, and uh, it really is filling that space of people wanting to hear from their communication leaders. So they're C-suite, sure, but those leaders that have been identified, uh, and I think this is going to be important for the functionality and for these things to be seen, the leaders that have been identified in Viva Engage, right? You identify those those leaders in your organization and then <clears throat> set an audience for those people. Um, so, you know, this is a, like, like I said, a way for those people to post this long form, kind of like a, a blog post, if mm-hmm. I may. <laughs> and we've been doing this for you know, CEOs and, and others in SharePoint. We've been, you know, giving them their own pay, their own uh, site for their news, or uh, we've been creating a special uh, or a news uh, template, uh, you know, maybe some metadata on that to say, you know, this is what it is. This is the CEO's corner or whatever. And when we say that, more times than not, what we mean by that is, the CEO's admin assistant <laughs> um, <laughs> or the, the Corpcom leader. But being, bringing this, I, I feel like this is a good place for it because when people go to look at their leader storylines uh, and they're going to see these articles, I'm assuming, right? And I think this is the perfect kind of I want to see what they're doing. I want to see what my leaders are posting and, and what's going on uh, in their in their work world. So, you know, I, I feel like this is the best place for it. If you've been using SharePoint, cool. You might you might want to still continue using that, but I think this is the right place for it. Is is bringing it into Viva Engage. However, comma. <laughs> right. um, how are we going to be able to consume this in our intranet? Because I feel like the intranet is the value of I come to the intranet to see news, to get to my resources, to get to collaborate with my my teammates, to uh, see documents and policies and procedures. You know, all those kind of things we're doing. But if I'm used to coming to the intranet, I said but if I'm used to... It's if I'm used to coming to the internet to see those posts from my leaders as news pages, how you know it's going to definitely be a change, right? To be to use Viva Engage to to find that instead. But um, I think that while Viva Engage is the right place for these, I feel like they still need to be surfaced in our intranets. And so how is that going to work? Are we going to be able to... Now, we don't have any details, I don't think, on that, but that is my biggest question, Daryl, is are we going to be able to use the feed web part or, or whatever? How, how do we bring mm. these posts into our intranet, into Viva Connections, uh, effectively? And I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I think, I think as you said that, um, suggesting that this would appear in Viva Connections. What's Viva Connections? Today it surfaces news posts from our SharePoint sites that I have access to, uh, posts from communities I belong to, uh, and uh, if you are using video, then it might surface there too. 
uh, there, a lot of work had been put into how those news posts would appear in the connections feed. You can boost them. You can uh, nominate a site as an organizational news site, and then it would look a little different as a news card. And so that's that's going to appear wherever we we see that Viva Connections feed. Uh, so you think so? Just relying on um, the feed being the mm. place that this would surface the that feed web part. Yeah, which I, is I mean, mixed in with all the other stuff. Yeah, I I, I think it shouldn't be just that. Like. What I would like to see, if we are going to use this as another way of surfacing news, is that we expand the existing news web part so that it uses Engage as a source. Mm. And so it'll it'll mix in. If you are authoring news on SharePoint sites, it'll, of course, currently do that. You know, you can loop it in and mm. say, I want to see news that surfaces from all the sites that are connected to this hub site, for example. Great. Love that organization. Uh, if we can expand that to say, and the following engaged communities, uh, that that would be a good way to surface it in. Hmm, indeed. So uh, this is, I think it sounds like something that we were looking forward to. Uh, it'll be rolling out mid-February through early March. So There's one other thing, Daniel, we oh. didn't make clear too. While while the the oh. license is available to create, everyone can consume. Everyone can view these posts. Yeah, it. Thanks for pointing that out. That is correct. So not everybody has to have the the suite license or CNC license to view these. Everyone will be able to see them. So and react, um, you know, and respond to those uh, those new articles. So. Uh, so great, rolling out mid-February, expected completed by early March. Looking forward to using it and helping my customers use it as well. So yeah, I'm excited about this one. Yeah. And that is the last message we're going to cover today. So people, if you were at the beginning, you posted, you know, you went out and, and created that post, but you didn't hit send because you wanted to see if, if hey, did they bring value? <laughs> First of all, I would say, come on, people, you know, we're trying, we're trying to build community here. Aren't we your friend? Wouldn't friends go ahead and post it anyway? Uh, but if you didn't, then go ahead and click it now, okay? And then and then we'll be, you know, be true friends forever. So, um, you know, really appreciate, appreciate you watching and listening, everyone. Um, and uh, I appreciate you, Daryl. Thanks, mate. You, yeah, sir. likewise. Look, we, we pull it together wherever we are. Uh, we, we, I was going back over the number of shows that we've done over the last year. We have done 50 out of 52 weeks, right? So there's very few where we actually, yeah, we actually miss a week. We, we make it happen. And there you are. You're in, uh, where are you today? I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Where are you attending? What are you attending? I attended the sequels Saturday BI edition, so business intelligence edition, uh, and um, yeah, it's a great uh, event. And uh, in the pre previous years as well, that um, love this crew and um, session 
is titled I can't remember the full title, but I'm I'm presenting with uh, fellow MVP <laughs> Shabnan. You think I would need to know the title, but yeah. I don't. She takes care of that. I'm just showing up and um and uh, I'm comic relief, and she's the the smart one. Uh, no, we're uh, this we're talking about Power BI and Power Automate and how they work together. So, um, so yeah, it's a great event. Cool, awesome. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining this week, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again the following week with uh, episode three two two. See you. <laughs> <laughs>